welcome to the Moon Den with Sage and Luna. We're so excited for you guys to join in today. And today is all about in bulk and awakening. So excited. We're excited to continue season one, continuing to move through um, our own little wheel that we sort of created by starting on the summer solstice. And now um, after just experiencing the winter solstice, we're moving right along and taking some time now to just continue to tie up loose ends. We're gonna talk a lot about what in bulk is, right? So what is it and how do we celebrate it, honor it, Mm -hmm. acknowledge it and use it? And how do we make some connections with some of the older traditions in a more modern um, and accessible kind of way. So all of that is here for you. And of course, if you're listening and if you enjoy always you know, share and, and comment and like, and we'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts. But getting right into it, um, I guess we'll first just talk about what is in bulk, right? So what what does that word mean and where does it come from? Um, so essentially what it is, is the midpoint between the winter solstice and the vernal equinox. So it might not feel like that for some of us here in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, it does stay pretty cold through February and March, but traditionally, you know, this was a moment where people would see some, you know, reawakening of the earth and start planting, replanting and, and such. And astrologically as well, we notice this point as being 15 degrees of Aquarius. That's where the sun is. And that'll happen on... Um, Wednesday, February 3rd. So this happens around February 2nd, February 3rd. And it's just a symbolic gesture, I feel, more than anything to just sort of reassess and reconsider. Um, I was reading a book. um, It's called Touch the Earth, Kiss the Sky by Diotima Mantinea. And I don't know if I said her last name right. But um, she mentions a little bit about, you know, how we can honor the cycles of the earth and then apply them spiritually. So I like that approach. Um, I wouldn't say that I am explicitly like following the Wiccan practices or, you know, anything, nothing specific. Um, But I do gravitate towards a more like earth centric practice if that makes sense um so I really liked that and I just really like looking at this moment as an opportunity to just continue to like self-assess and prepare to re-emerge right so we hear a lot of hype about like the spring being this like renewal and rebirth and like okay everyone like prepare to like come back to life kind of thing but there is that essential moment of like okay well how am I gonna do that And this is that moment. This is that moment where we take a second to, you know, rather than just put all our eggs in a basket and be like, okay, they're going to hatch soon. Like March, April will come and everything will will be fine and whatever. Like there's that moment of, you know, what have I learned? What mistakes have I made? How can I learn from them? How can I learn from what went wrong from, you know, maybe ways that I acted or things that I did, how do I improve? And now how do I restart and come into a new cycle? You know, we'll see the spring equinox, the astrological new year. 
start of a whole new cycle. So this is a really useful moment. It's like the, you know, the end of the darkness in a lot of ways. It's still cold. It's still dreary. We still want to stay inside. But the sun is returning. The days are getting longer. So it really helps us bridge the gap this moment in time between all of that introspection, all of that darker winter work that we were doing as we make our way towards the spring and, you know, return to the world, return to maybe more um, interaction with others. And it can be overlooked because we don't feel it, because we don't see trees, you know, growing leaves and all of that stuff. But there is that reminder and we can, you know, utilize this regardless of whether we're, um, I think, seeing it mirrored outside in nature. Definitely. I've actually been um, paying attention to how long the sun is out before it goes to sunset. And I've been noticing that every day so far, it's just a little bit more than the day before. So that's getting me excited that we're finally going through that transitional period of not seeing it so dark so early and being reminded that, you know, we are in this deeper season where it's showing what we are afraid of by staying in the dark. So um, the introspection alone is what we really need to focus while we're, you know, involved with this this uh, Sabbath because it's all about... Um, honoring the sun and the the fire within inside and within so going through that introspection yeah. is i love that it's actually great and you know and we're we're looking at what essentially it is inspired by is neolithic irish traditions we see celtic traditions you know this cross quarter day being very symbolic and meaningful and important and then over time it transforming into other things and in bulk you know predates the Christian candle mass and that has also inspired things like Groundhog Day. So this is taken from from many, many ages ago. And even if we if we want to analyze things like Groundhog Day and even look at, you know, let's say like the Bill Murray movie. Like I love it. We watch it every year. It's like tradition. But even something like that, it's like, you know, Bill Murray was in a time loop where he needed to learn from his mistakes and learn from his shit and change his situation so that his life could go on, Yeah. right? So I feel like yep. even something like that is so funny and, you know, it's interesting to just see those those parallels. Um, of course, there's all of the symbolism of, around rebirth and, you know, nearing the rebirth of spring with... Um, breeding of lambs and a lot to do with like um, purity of that purity in that and of course celebrating Bridget and she's the goddess of the flame wisdom poetry fertility transformation a whole slew of things she's you know the Irish embodiment of the triple goddess so there's like so much on the table here with like what we can tap into and what we can incorporate into our own practices. You don't need to take every single piece of information, right? Yes. You can just sort of you utilize what really like inspires you and is helping you further your own journey. Absolutely. This is the time where um, 
we're learning to come out of the crone phase and go into like more of the maiden phase with the triple moon goddess. So if you really learn to um, go deeper and dig inside and use that wisdom, like you were saying, and embody all of the elements and everything around you that you can, you'll get back to like that curiosity stage of learning something new and having more creativity flow through you, just like how the maiden is perceived. It's like she's very um, versatile and learning and creative. So yeah, I love that. I love that. And I feel like that also helps us put ourselves in a place of like restarting and like giving ourselves the opportunity to like relearn. So like in addition to any like practices or celebrations where we're connecting to a goddess or any type of archetype or entity or whatever your guides are, um, there's also more practical um, practices and rituals like cleaning your house, decluttering, um, you don't have to wait for quote unquote spring cleaning. You can start now. This is another good time to, like we said, like reassess and reawaken. So maybe going through files or, you know, I've been actually reorganizing all of my computer files, all of my images for the moon den. And it's been, it literally feels like you're clearing actual space. I mean, you are clearing space. I'm clearing space in my computer, but physically, like, I myself feel like I am clearing out, you know, so much more than just physical space. Yeah, I actually did the same, but not with my computer, with actual paper documents that have been sent to me, like bank documents and um, credit card documents and, like, even my insurances for my cars and, and stuff like that, like, and I just did a whole cleanup. I'm like, I don't need 2017 up until 2020. You keep 2020 and you burn the rest. <laughs> and it felt great. And then hopefully the next things that I can start doing are like cleaning things around the apartment. I did, however, last night impulsively out of nowhere reorganize my altar um, inside. Because it's a, it's a TV stand actually cabinet. <laughs> and... um the doors on the inside, I have all of my books and all of my, my oracle cards and tarot cards. And then I have like candle section and then um, ritual candles. And so I just spent the entire evening just reorganizing. So that was nice. And it just, came, I like, it came out of nowhere. Usually I tell myself and I make these plans to clean, but like mm -hmm. those two were so impulsive that I had to get it done right then and there. And I love that. Yeah, that happens. I have some, I mean, similar. We went through a bunch of documents. I found like tax documents from like 2009. And I was like, like why, why are these here? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a long time ago. But, you know, getting everything in order. And it, it really, so again, we're talking about like preparing, like now having all of that done, like how much clearer does the path become when spring does roll around? Oh, it's amazing. And then you can restart. You feel like you, you can truly restart because there's, you know, nothing is left like yep. out of order. Everything is, has been sort of wrapped up in a sense. And I love looking at it like that, like clearing out the old, making way for the new. Yeah. We can't just 
again, we can't just anticipate and expect and put blind faith into, okay, like spring, it'll be a restart for me. Like, what are you doing to ensure that that happens? What are you sweeping away? What are you changing? Like the way you think, the things you do, habits, you know, absolutely anything, all of it. Yep. That's how you manifest in general is just by making the plan of action to do it. You don't like close your eyes and you're like, oh, I manifest a million (laughs) dollars. Like you have to put the work into it. You can get a million dollars. I'm not saying you can't, but if you don't put the work into it and if you don't make that starting point, which is basically what the Sabbath is representing, you're you're not going to move it forward and you're not going to get what your desired result, you know, result and everything. And, um, it is a reawakening moment. It's reawakening yourself to really look at all of the tools around you and what you've made happen, what you've put forward, and then take that knowledge, throw out what you don't need and make a plan of action. I love it. This is actually what we all need to like really embody while we're having fun on this Sabbath day days day or days question do you like the fact that some people say it's three days or do you connect more with it being one day i like to i like to use as like a moment and as close Mm -hmm. as it can be obviously sometimes that's hard like i rarely will do let's say like a full moon ritual like at the exact moment of alignment but i'll you know i'll use the surrounding days something like this i even actually pulled up the chart for um, February 3rd. And I like to just focus on like that moment. So it's like I'm looking at at sort of like a, a frozen image of time. Like I'm looking at the chart. I'm seeing what, you know, what it was like. I actually looked at 12 p.m. with the sun at 15 degrees of Aquarius, 15 degrees, zero minutes. Um, and I might not like do anything with that at 12 p.m. that day, but I have that chart and I have that to sort of like consider for the days approaching it and the days that follow. What I thought was really cool too is that at that moment, the moon will have just entered Scorpio. And that sort of just speaks as like shift your perspective to transform. Like that's a great um, pairing of solar and lunar energy, I think, to help like facilitate all of the stuff that we're talking about. So I thought that was really interesting. That is really interesting. That's so, that's very intense. Like those two already together. Yeah. It's just such like a high intensity of a zodiac sign. So I love, I like how they're going to definitely work more together than working against each other. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, doing things with that, you know, having, knowing that now, of, there's like a lot that you can do with candle magic for for this sabbat particularly all sabbats are essentially fire festivals in one way or another but this is a little bit more subtle and you know your fire magic can be smaller candles it can be you know just sort of working with like this this connection to flame and um practicing mindful candle burning I think is something really important that we can consider and I of course you know doing what I do am all for this all year round oh yeah but (laughs) but um just being really mindful that everything you do with your candle is done with intention so trimming your wick 
lighting it, not blowing it out, but putting it out with either your fingers or, a, you know, a wick tool, really like putting what your thoughts are into your candle before you burn it while you're burning it and really just connecting to the element of fire and knowing that fire is intuition and it is creative energy that sparks the flame of reawakening you know and, and this all just sort of comes full circle so blessing your candles burning them with intention and and all of that this is obviously we can do this whenever but you know now's the best time yeah oh yeah especially that it's all about um reawakening the sun right where we're preparing ourselves with the candle magic to um respect and to give back towards our our sun and hope that when we do get when we get closer to the days where it's supposed to come warmer the sun will be stronger and it will you know grant us everything that we want because we were paying it forward and um the reason why i said that is because reading this amazing book called the year of the witch by temperance alden uh in her chapter about in bulk um she mentions that it's uh the ritual that she provides for you has to do with the fact that you're creating with the candles you're creating like a sun like by planting a candle in every room of your house and lighting it in such a sequence is also going to symbolic the um the beauty of the sun coming through and honoring, you know, all the sun di deities and gods and goddesses. And then what's also interesting is that I have two other Wiccan books because I was really fell in deep buying and like um, reading all those kinds of books when I was younger. And they both have a very similar way of doing a ritual as well as this, this author does um, in the Year of the Witch. And I just love the fact that like, even in the three different books three different authors everybody has the same idea with lighting these candles and taking care of your intention and taking care of what burns inside of you that you want to um honor and reflect and what you want to make happen and manifest so it is quite it's quite amazing that this smaller sabbat is so impactful at the same time mm -hmm. and i love that definitely and you know incorporating any other sort of magic into you know these days this week using things like sun wheels bridget's cross using colors like white and yellow um reds and oranges do you redress your altar in any way or do you leave it so i wanted to redress it but i actually left it the way it is and i'm okay with it i wanted to throw some um items on it and i usually do but this time i just i'm still going to uh set up the candle ritual that was uh, led in this book, The Year of the Witch by Temperance Alden. So I'm going to do that. I'm just trying to figure out which night I have available to me to do it. So I might choose Sunday, which is, uh, I think that's the 30th. Yeah. And we always encourage that, right? You're not like restricted to, to holding a ritual or, or doing anything. You know, one it's like, if you don't do it now, then you failed or something. Like we definitely don't, you know believe no. in that you don't need to put that pressure on yourself it's okay you have a life too it's just more of actually making the time for it that's a bigger accomplishment than doing it on the exact time with the exact hour and the exact degree of the exact second no you're fine <laughs> so i wanted to just share this little excerpt um from this chapter on from um the touch the earth kiss the sky book because i thought it was just a nice way to sort of like wrap up everything that, that we were talking about. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's written here. Um, where does she start? As we prepare to engage more with the world, it's useful to ask ourselves, who do I want to be in the world? Who do I want to become? What is holding me back? What commitment is required from me to become that person? What old thoughts, beliefs, and habits do I need to shed to become who I want to be? Once we've answered these questions, at least for the moment, we purify ourselves of any stagnant energy that is holding us back. Then, like a snake shedding its old skin, we can face this new cycle of life renewed and transformed. And I really liked thinking of that and I, you know, I reread it a couple times and of course there are so many other rituals and forms of, you know, meditation, ceremonial magic, there's a slew of other things that we can do, but just like honing in on the fact that we are constantly a work in progress, whatever you're doing to improve upon that is what's going to help move you forward. So I love the analogy of like shedding layers and, you know, releasing what has not been working. Maybe it doesn't quote unquote serve you. Maybe it's just not good for you either, right? Sometimes we like sort of obsess or like we get comfortable in like being a certain way. And we don't even consider there's another option. There's always another option. I love that too. I really liked that um, that piece that you just read because I find that it really associates well with the card that I chose for this habit, which is the Hermit card out of um, the Major Arcana. I find that the meanings behind this card is very close to what the holiday, well, actually what you just read and what we've been talking about. Um, it's all about that introspective and going in deeper and really finding your truths and your own self. And um, the symbols in the illustrations alone just just show what this holiday actually has to offer. So it's a man that is standing and it, it looks like it's the dead of winter because there's snow around him and he's wearing a cloak and yet he holds the one light and the true flame in his lantern and it's basically representing that you have your own true light inside and you have to go in deeper to find yourself so what a great way to incorporate like the candle magic like we were just talking about and like honoring the sun and honoring yourself honoring your creativity and your then you're the person who you are and um that's what the hermit is all about and that's what it's all embodying and what's also amazing too is like how i was saying about with we're going out of the phase of the crone and taking all that wisdom it's the same thing with the hermit also embodies too like he's an older gentleman he's he's very wise he has white hair which is just showing pureness and serenity and um the spiritual self and that like balance of being humble and being wisdom and being grounded and being so connected but going in deeper so it's again the aging and now from this point on we're just going to go into a more lighter phase of the way we perspect the world around us because we dug so deep and we did that reawakening and we shed all those layers so definitely put the hermit on your altar I think I'm gonna have mine hanging out too during this time it's a it's also a good way to um decorate your altar yes yeah that's perfect so so i think that we we were talking about going live on instagram i think um on the second on tuesday 
Let's do it. So if you guys want to join us, um, we'll be pulling cards, just talking a little bit more about anything that, you know, we both did that day or the night before. Um, so that'll be fun. Hopefully we'll be able to connect with some of you there. And we're just going to sort of wrap up by pulling a card. Pull an oracle each. Just to see what comes up after we've had this full conversation. I always like to think that, you know, if you're, you're talking and there's the sound of the words, you know, sort of resonating. And I like to just think that the cards like pick up on that. Absolutely. It's because they were right next to you at the moment. So they're really picking up on your energy with you. Yeah. Like I took my deck out. Like if I know I'm ready to use my deck and I, I just want to mess around um, or I'm just talking out loud, like I take the deck out of the bag, out of the cloth, and I have it air out in a sense yeah. so that it gets in the um, energy that the room already has because of the way I'm feeling. So yeah. I totally get what you're saying. So we're both shuffling our Oracle decks. I am working with My Angels and Ancestors by Kyle Gray. And Luna, who do you have today? I'm using the Earth Magic deck by Stephen Farmer. Oh, I love it. So I pulled two, and I got Harmony and Shapeshifting. Ooh. And I feel like, I don't want to be a freak, but like I feel like that's Aquarius and Scorpio. Be a freak. <laughs> that's, I love that. That's actually great. And I just pulled um, Spring which is see your seeds grow. <laughs> and I pulled high priestess, harness your mystic power. And it's exactly of what we've been talking about. Harnessing yourself, digging in deeper, reawakening everything. Um, and manifest it. That's what spring is all about. This is, we're almost out of the winter. And even though it's going to be a long journey, we're almost out. So manifesting your dreams, planting those seeds and getting ready for the rebirthing of the spring is how you can prepare yourself. And what a, what a great Sabbath in bulk is to honor all of that and to make it happen. So I love that to do all that, to embrace like living in harmony with yourself and nature and to accept shape-shifting. And I love this card because it has clouds on it. It's the alternate title and taking a page out of, out of nature's book and just like going with the flow of things and transforming and being okay with that. Yeah. And that's all harnessing your mystic power is transforming. So that's, that's fantastic. Yay. Yeah. Oh, I love this. What a great pull. All right. So like Luna was saying, you definitely want to tune in, catch up with us on Instagram. My Instagram handle is sage.tarot. Luna is luna.list. You can find us both there. We love to share and we love to talk. So please feel free to message. Um, Put on that little bell on the top for push notifications between the both of us because that's how you'll be updated on when we do go on Instagram Live. Uh, we want to say thank you once again. We hope that you enjoy this wonderful Sabbath and thank you for vibing out with us in the moon den. Have a great night, guys.